0: Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by the UPS Store Canada. Hi, I'm Terry DeMonte, and sitting across from me is Ted Bird. It's another episode of the Standing By podcast with Terry DeMonte and Ted Bird. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast and listening. This episode of the podcast is guest free and apparently clothing optional.
1: Thank God it's guest-free. I'm so tired of having to put clothes on for the podcast whenever we have
2: a guest. I'm calling Pantelis.
0: (laughs) I hope this was worth the laugh because it's it's quite humiliating. (laughs) Um, It's it's a good thing we don't have an HR department. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, eh? Earlier today, we were talking about Ted's shoulder hair. And uh, that's an interesting thing to deal with later on in life. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there's been various discussions over the past week about Manteets. And um, and Ted said, oh, damn it, shit, I forgot to change my shirt. And uh, we rolled with uh, Ted sitting there. If you're, you're not watching on YouTube, you don't know what we're on about. But Ted was shirt-free there
1: for Yeah, a yeah. for the beginning. But yes. now I have a shirt on. Now I am
0: clad. Yes, you are. You're yeah. clad. You're well-dressed. Your hair is combed, and we're ready to go. My
1: shoulder hair is also combed. <laughs> when did
0: that happen? That's a thing. Yeah. Before we get going, uh, we right off the bat love to thank our uh, title sponsor, the UPS Store Canada. Uh, the UPS Store Canada, when you hear the words UPS, you think of the the brown trucks and the shipping, but the UPS Store itself is much, much more than that. Um, I've used them many, many, many times to get me out of many, many pickles, um, and uh, I've actually used them to ship pickles. Uh, you can do that too. <laughs> you have not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about that. But if you wanted to ship pickles, they could handle that for you. If you're that's looking... ship pickles with a P. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you want to ship pickles, <laughs> yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. UPS can't help you with that. They have everything you could imagine to help your uh, run-at-home business. If you're a small entrepreneur, you'll be dealing with an entrepreneur who's running the UPS store. So uh, the families that own these locations know what you need, know how to help you, and know how to uh, solve a lot of your problems with packaging, shipping, document finishing services. They can look after passport and ID photos uh, they can look after packing something fragile, shipping it for you, or selling you boxes and tape and stuff like that. Uh, anything that you can come up with, whether you're running a business from your garage or you need to send something to your daughter who's just gone to college in Toronto, they can look after it for you. There's over 370 locations across the country, and David Drucker and all of the owners, operators of all of those UPS stores across the country apparently are proud to be the sponsor of the podcast. So it would seem. Yes, and uh, Ted, Ted and I thought we would cover a different topic, uh, d- a couple of different topics this week. I, we've had a lot of, uh, and I want to address this, and and I, I, I'm a little nervous to address this because I I don't like to talk about age and and you know getting older because. I'm 65. Um, I celebrated my 65th. Well, I didn't celebrate my 65th mm. birthday. I was asleep on an operating you table. You survived your 65th yeah, exactly. birthday. exactly. I don't remember anything about it. Um, but I, uh, Ted, and I have been talking about it. We we don't feel 65. We don't act 65. We don't think 65 or think what sixty what we think 65 year olds are like. Um, I you know I was just doing a technical check for our producer. Uh, Poseidon, and I did this. (laughs) So that that doesn't seem like a very dignified... I don't remember my grandfather doing that. However, there have been a couple of moments yesterday on the Met, Ted had a grandpa moment (laughs) behind the steering wheel. (laughs) He had his hands at 10 and 2 and did the kind of, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm going to change lanes. (laughs) There was that, and then Ted and I began talking about uh, projectiles from the mouth. This has uh, become a thing that we have to be more careful yeah. of when you're talking to strangers at an event, and suddenly something unidentified launches from your bouche and ends up on the person <laughs> across from you. There. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that? And then you're in then the then the conundrum is do I acknowledge right. it I say, and sorry. apologize sorry I spit and, on and, you. and and pick it off them? Right. Or do you just keep going and right. pretend it never happened?
0: And there was the discussion about shoulder hair. When we were kids, we never talked about shoulder hair. Who had hair on their shoulders? Well, hello. Okay. I, well I do now. Yeah. yeah. And that came from a Facebook post this week. Yeah. And um and also there was the uh the um the lovely, um, uh, <laughs> we were sitting outside between episodes, and um, and uh, Ted had to, uh, he had to pass wind. <laughs> and, and he was he was on the phone with our producer and. And he said to me, as he was waving a napkin by his lap, do you want anything to eat? Not now, I don't. And the last one is when we were interviewing Pierre Hood, um, the the topic of the noise in the Bell Center, the sound of the Bell Center came out, and Ted said, I don't take anything other than that racket that comes from that scoreboard. Anyway, I thought we would address some of these things because you don't feel like a grandpa, do no, you? Ted? No, not
1: not one bit. Well, I'm not a grandpa. I'm no. old enough to be one. But yeah. no. I don't feel like one. And I you know, I'm a firm believer that age is just a number. Yes. And uh if you you know, if you convince yourself that you're uh, that you're old, then you're
2: probably gonna feel old. Yeah, you're in you're in great shape. Um Sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting, gentlemen. That's all right. Uh, there's one more that I enjoyed from Ted's part. Okay, in the in the lobby here, when you dropped your your juice box. <laughs> You don't remember what I'm talking about? No, no. You dropped. You dropped. Oh, and I it. fell over? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You you dropped uh, like a the little container where you put liquids in and you drink okay. out. of Okay. Oh, that thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you picked it up and started insulting it, like oh, it oh a yeah, <laughs> yelling at the inanimate <laughs> object. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you piece
0: of shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you fall out of my hand onto the floor? Make me bend over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I um, it's a funny thing to to navigate, and if. You know, if you're not anywhere close to our age, you probably don't know what we're talking about. I'll stand by. <laughs> uh, but it's coming for you. It yeah. comes for everybody. Yeah. And these are things that sort of creep up on you. And I thought it was fun to, uh, uh, to address what we refer to as the old man moments. The other one that's happened to me recently, and my wife said, bring this up on the podcast. After I, I was in the hospital in January for 31 days on a diet of uh, ice chips— for thirty days, like literally, literally, I didn't. While they were feeding me through my nose, oh, okay, so while, you were being fed intravenously,
1: yeah. but the only thing you could put in your mouth was ice ice chips. Right,
0: while I was on life support, it didn't matter. They were yeah. feeding me some kind of liquid stuff through my nose, but when when I started to come out of it, um, the only thing they would let me eat was ice chips. And uh, uh, towards the end of my stay there, I was offering the nurses at the Vancouver General Hospital a thousand dollars for a ginger ale, but I wasn't allowed to take anything in. And uh, the medical reason, we won't get into all of that. But I ended up dropping 31 pounds, 32 pounds, something like that. And um, my wife said, it's funny how people, they don't, they shower you with compliments, you know, saying, wow, you look great. Boy, you look amazing. And uh, and underneath that, geez, you look terrific, is Wow, you're not fat anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like no one would think to say to you, eh, you're getting a little fat over there, aren't you?" But well, but they they I mean, I understand the kindness of it. I think it's known it. as
1: tact.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I, I understand the kindness of it, but it was was something that we noticed uh, when I came uh, came out of the hospital, the,
1: f- the food flying out of the mouth thing, I also experienced that when I'm eating, uh, it'll it'll fall out of my mouth. Something will fall out of my mouth. And I was telling Terry before the before we uh, we came on the podcast. Um, there's a young lady who I fancy quite a bit. Her name's Maxine. She's lovely, and uh, she's very very pretty. And I'm friends with her. And mm-hmm. it would be it would be nice. Look at me. I'm drooling right now. <laughs> It would, ni- it would be nice. It would be nice if, for me, if it ever went beyond that. But I don't think she's interested, and that's fine. And yeah. she's very, she's very nice, and we yeah. have a nice friendship. Anyway, we were talking one day about, you know, we've been out a few times, uh, just socially, and we were talking one day about I don't know what. And anyway, I was, I we got onto the getting older thing, and I said, yeah, I said sometimes, now with me, sometimes I'll be eating, and a, you know, a bit of food will fall out of my mouth. And she said, I know. <laughs> So
0: she's it's quite she's, fetching. Yeah, eh? when, when she'd she... seen it, I guess, and and,
1: and was um, was discreet enough not to not to right. bring it up at the time.
0: But you you said to me earlier too, um, better that we know than we don't. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. If, when, if you're dropping yeah. food on your yeah. blouse, yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and you're oblivious to and it, oblivious to it. Yeah, her, that's that that's when yeah. it's time to go to the home.
0: Not yet. It's too early. No,
1: no, no, no. I was at the home recently. Were you? Yeah, my uh my my ex-wife's mother, so my ex-mother-in-law right. is um suffering from early onset. Well, I don't know if it's early onset. She's suffering from dementia. Right. And she's in uh she's in an uh, an elderly care residence. And on Mother's Day, I went with my daughter Allie. And uh God bless them both. Allie said, uh, you know who this is? And <laughs> and uh, Pam said, "Yes, I know who my own son-in-law is." Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so she okay.
0: it, it's moment of lucidity? Well, I
1: guess yeah. I and I think that there are more of those right. than there are um, you know. Right. I suppose it's probably uh progressive, but what really impressed me from that experience was uh, how good Allie was with her. And Allie's only 15 years old. Right. And Allie's a typical teenager. Like, it's hard for me to get the time of day out of Allie because she's 15 and I'm dad. Right. You know, what 15-year-old girl wants to, you know, talk to dad and hang out with dad? Uh, But I watched her with her grandmother, and she was absolutely fantastic with her. Yeah, she was so good with her. And Sam, my son, and Allie's brother told me afterwards, that's what Allie wants to do. She wants to run a senior citizens residence. No kidding. When she's older, and that—that that, I was so proud to hear. I was that. just going to
0: say that's a great source of pride for you. And I, it was
1: very—it uh, was kind of out of character, at right. least from my perspective, for Allie. But she loves to go uh, and see her grandmother and talk with the other the elderlies, as she calls them. Right. I'm going to see the elderlies, Dad.
0: I want to um, steer off uh, just quickly um, because we we just saw him here. In the lobby, I was telling Ted one of the things about the experience that I had in January at the hospital. Um, and if you, you don't know the story I'm referring to, I had open heart surgery on my birthday, January the 3rd. The operation went very well. I was having a heart valve replaced, which is more commonplace than you know these uh, days. Please, if you haven't been to the doctor in a long time, go have somebody put a stethoscope on your chest. Anyway, I had open heart surgery. It all went very, very well, and then it all went very, very bad. Um, I ended up catching infections in the ICU um, that, to be honest with you, nearly took me out. And it really has, um, it's kind of cleared my thought process about things that bother me and used to bother me and shouldn't bother me. There are a lot of things I don't give a shit about anymore. Changed your perspective. Changed my perspective. Thank you, Ted.
1: Well, a near-death experience will do that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it will. And it it gives me a a, a real sense of gratitude, especially to do this, because this, what we're doing right now, speaking on a mic with my longtime friend and colleague, is something that I, I just love to do. And we do it with the support of sponsors and people like you that are listening, which is really great. And I want to take a moment to mention um, Pantelis and Mike Ward um, and the people here in the studio that we're recording at because I think it was two years ago. I don't know how we've done We're on season five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think two years ago, um, Pantelis invited us in um, uh, after uh, I was retired and uh, and him and Mike Ward said to us, you guys should be doing a podcast. And we said, how are we going to do that? And they said, you're going to do it right here, and we're going to show you how, and we're going to put you on our platform, and we're going to support you. And they have been amazing. And uh, Pantelis, who's a stand-up comic and a podcaster uh, in a big way in his own right, has very successful podcasts. Mike Ward, I think, uh, Poseidon, you'll be able to tell me, still... The Most listened to French podcast on the planet, yep. Right, yep. Like he is stunning,
2: he is uh, the champion of champions, yeah. Just stunning, sold out the bell center figures, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's one it's, night or two.
2: I mean, one night isn't is, uh, one night, one enough, night, but yeah. you only did the one
1: you were there, right? I was, I was there, yeah. The,
2: the energy because you guys were talking about energy on top of it before in a hockey match, the energy from the crowd. In the Bell Center was the most insane thing I've ever experienced in my life. It was it was something else.
0: Yeah, and he sold it out for uh, well for one night, but two shows he had. An incredible talent, a really a, a really lovely man. Well, that's
1: that's a big part of it, I think. A eh? Pan yeah. he, uh, Poseidon. He's so likable. Yeah, yeah. He's so likable, and he can be he can be so. Uh, edgy and and inappropriate, yeah. some people would say, with his comedy. Yeah. But he's so likable, he gets away with it. Yeah. I guess much the same way as Sugar Sammy yeah. is so likable that allows him to get away with stuff that uh, that less likable people could not. Yeah. Because well, Mike is
2: actually a good person too. Well, he yeah, is. That's yeah. What we're and so he's, is and so is
0: Sammy. Yeah. Sammy's got a massive heart. Yeah. I, I can't. I could tell stories about his kindness to me in the last six months. Um, and we'll save that for another day. But while we're talking about that, mention the podcast, f- the for me, Poseidon, Mike's is what do they call it? Was Suzekut?
2: Mike Ward, Suzekut, <clears throat> Pantalus podcast, and French cast. There and there's go. two drink minimum as well. Oh, yeah, two drink minimum. Yeah. It's me, uh, uh, Mike Pantalus, and I. Did I just say me, Mike Pantelis. Me, Mike Pantelis, and I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did the, yeah. I did the me, I, bro, yeah, and well. I had Mike
1: Pantelis.
2: You did the four five oh. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah and uh, it's the I think the the best podcast right now in Canada.
0: That's that's the signature. Brand. My my wife and I um, ran into somebody in British Columbia, and we overheard somebody saying, "Me, I," uh, and I said. That guy's from Quebec, yeah, for sure, without yeah. question. That guy's from Quebec, and I'm
1: guessing that it comes from moi je. Yeah, yeah, like I it's, think so too. It's, oh. yeah. it's French, carrying yeah. it's the the same reason yeah. that a lot of people in Montreal end their end their sentences in "fuck" when they're speaking English. What happened to the Habs? Fuck, yeah. you know how <laughs> yeah. did that get started, Steve? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. the same thing. It's it's moi just. Je. I never moi thought about je. that. Yeah. Oh. Well, don't you hear that a lot yeah. from from Francophone Quebecers? moi, I, moi je, yeah. je, I, je I, me.
2: I, I did, I did, but I just never made the connection because yeah. me to me it was an Italian thing. Mi, I bro, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I never made the. Oh, but that makes <laughs> a, a lot. Is bro of sense. Italian or Greek or both?
0: <clears throat> both, I think.
2: I don't know. I yeah. think, Look, no, yeah. uh, no. Uh, looking at history, we probably started it. Yeah, probably.
0: And what's could could I just say? You know, this is nobody's business. And it's certainly not my business, but I'm on the podcast, so fuck it. Uh, somebody buy Pantelis a chocolate bar. Yeah, he's losing a lot of
1: weight. He, eh? he yeah. looks,
0: he, he he looked terrific, and yeah, he, and now he's he's looking a little waifish. Yeah, a little emaciated. And, and, and yeah. you just said to him, we just saw him, and you just said to him, "Hey, <laughs> who
1: are you, and what have you done with the rest of Pantelis?" <laughs> yeah. But he's lost a ton of weight, eh? Yeah, yeah hundred pounds. hundred, ah, eh? hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah. Good for him.
0: And the old-fashioned way too, right? No. Uh, oh yeah, straight up. Yeah, no uh, magic tricks, no, no surgeries, no. Just
2: he 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 took care of his uh, his uh, eating habits, yeah, and the weight came off naturally.
1: That's true. More that. than anything, it's eating, yeah. eh? Uh, if, yeah. If you can be disciplined with your eating, yeah. Because I go to the pool all the time. I go to the hill. I've got a stationary bike in my apartment, and I exercise like six days out of seven usually, and I'll yeah. go hard for 45 minutes to an hour. And it's helped a lot. And like it's I've good lost, for your ticker. Yeah, yeah, it's great for your ticker. And I've lost, I don't know, maybe 30, 35 pounds yeah. over the last seven years or so. But I could still stand to lose another 20. But yeah. but I can't, and it's because my eating habits aren't good.
0: Well, I'm you know, i also of the, you know, especially in light of my my recent surgery. Um yeah, I lost thirty one pounds. I put ten back on, but I had to because my legs were like licorice sticks. Yeah. Like I I just didn't have you Couldn't any, carry yourself. No, I yeah. didn't have any muscle left. That's what happens when you're in bed for thirty-one days, your muscles atrophy. And I never understood what that was like. But when the nurses got me up and out of bed and um put me, you know, they wanted me to walk from the bed to the chair. I felt like a newborn doe, you know, like my, not a new Bordeaux, like a new <laughs> newborn, you know, like a. a, a, a young, I felt like a suburb yeah. of
1: Montreal, <laughs> <laughs> like
0: a, like a calf. Yeah. that was just yeah. been born. Yeah. My legs wobbled. I couldn't hold myself up. It was an awful, awful feeling. And uh, now I'm waiting for the word from the cardiac surgeon uh, who's going to give me the green light to go back to the gym and you know start a program to get my muscles back in my legs. But you're right about eating. But then I have that conversation with myself of, what's life without a hot dog once in a while or a pizza? Well, the once, the or... once in a while is That's the key. The key. It's, yeah, yeah, it's
1: in everything in, in moderation. Yeah. If you eat poorly on a daily basis, yeah. then you're going to, You know, unless you're exercising like a maniac, you're going to put on weight, and even if you're exercising like a maniac, you're either going to break even or you might still uh, put on a little weight. The good news is pretty soon none of us is going to be able to afford food, so we're all going to lose weight. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) There's a segue for you into your Caesar salad. Yeah, I don't want to say where we were. I was having dinner with a friend last night here in Montreal, and I said, you know, I know this place, I haven't been here in a long time, but boy they make a good caesar salad and when we got to the restaurant and the menus were presented and i opened the menu and i said to my buddy is that does your does your menu say 44 dollars caesar salad for 2 44 dollars he said fuck it does a caesar salad at a restaurant now caesar salad uh lettuce there what's it called uh romaine romaine lettuce not booguju lettuce <laughs> no uh romaine lettuce and you know anchovies and an egg and you know they make it tableside very nice very mm-hmm. excellent romaine lettuce is i know it's expensive now because of you because know because everything is because you know cuz of covid and yeah yeah and yeah. supply chain demand and inflation and blah 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 um but i i didn't want to my buddy talked me into it. I didn't want to I didn't want to buy the salad for $44. It was delicious, but what do you think that ca- salad costs to make? 12, Not $44. 12 bucks? Yeah. 12 maybe. Yeah, the markup is outrageous. Let's eat, let's say yeah. even 15 bucks. And you need to make five, uh, you know, so you charge me what, $21, $22? $44. And I know what you're thinking. We were the assholes who, who who jumped in on the gouge and and paid for it. But I I was saying to Ted today, I think a lot of this inflation, as it's called, I'm not stupid, I read, I get the economics of inflation, I know how it, you know, I'm not an an, an economist, but I know how it works, but you cannot convince me that companies and corporations across North America have been taking advantage of it. And you can tell on a daily basis when you shop, you know, if you shop for certain things, I was using the, uh, the uh, example with Ted this morning of a carton of egg whites. A carton of egg whites looks like a carton of milk, only inside is egg whites. And you, I don't know how many egg whites are in that carton, but I used to buy that carton to make egg white omelets, and that that carton of, of egg whites at Walmart was before the inflation hysteria, I think I was paying about 5.49 for it. Now it's eight bucks. Now you can't tell me that there isn't somebody in an office somewhere going, uh, let's see. those cookies put those up 35 cents. Uh, the egg whites put those up three bucks. Uh, let's start charging nine dollars for margarine. Let's see what we can get away with. I'm sorry, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I just don't believe corporations aren't going let's go on the inflation bandwagon and we'll blame inflation and yeah. it,
1: and gouge people and if if that's not the way it's working then then how does it work? How do they factor inflation into food prices I don't know I know that I was uh I was used to paying like two ninety nine a pound for grapes. Sometimes I'd find them at one ninety nine a pound. Now they're six ninety nine a pound.
0: Right. Like grapes you know, grapes I you know, I get fruit and veg, especially in the winter. They're coming from down south.
1: But they were cheaper in the winter than they are now. Yeah. We're moving into the warm weather yeah. and they're outrageously and, priced. And
0: we shop at a store not far from our house in British Columbia that has its own greenhouse. So they're growing and planting their own shit. They're not bringing it yeah. in from uh, from Chile or California. And we're, we do the same thing. I, I remember my mom, when I was a kid, shopping with, you know, you go shopping with your mother, and I remember her standing in front of things going, are they out of their minds? And putting it back on the shelf. And I don't know if that's uh, uh, an inflationary thing, but I am now my mom when I shop. Is that right? Yeah, I, I'm cursed at the store. I
1: only buy things now, uh, generally speaking, if they're on sale. I'll buy what's on sale. Like I'm not paying $6.99 for grapes. I love grapes. They're my favorite. They're yeah. part. They're a staple. That's my go-to fruit. But I'm not going to pay $6.99 a pound. And then I went to Costco, thinking, "Okay, well, I'll get my grapes at Costco you know. because at least you'll get it." D- there were none. Cus- there weren't
0: any grapes. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if you've noticed, Ted. Co- I I think Costco for me, anyway. I don't see many deals at Costco yeah, it's anymore. It's just as expensive you find well, now. I, inflation is is really uh, is really uh, amped up at Costco, and we, you know, you things that you're familiar with that you buy, you know, on a regular basis. One of the One of the great joys for me is my wife, Jess, has really, really um, become an amazing cook. Uh, We eat really well at home, and because there are no restaurants around where we live, unless you want to go to a chain restaurant, there are no family restaurants out where we live in that part of the country, and the food is quite shit wherever you go, and I know I've taken some criticism for saying that, but if you're born and raised in Montreal, there's just no comparison. So she's been cooking amazing stuff at home. So she buys some, you know, things on a regular basis. And one of them is, you know, part of our garage is beginning to look like Nona's basement. Oh, really? Because eh? one corner of the garage has those San Marzano tomatoes. Mm -hmm. And we buy them, usually buy a case when we go to Costco. And Jess said, "I'm I'm not buying them anymore. Because when we were buying them prior to Christmas... They were thirteen dollars for the case. Now they're seventeen bucks, and that's not a long period of time no. from October of November to March. You you can't convince me that that four extra dollars they're trying to grab isn't a gouge. I like
1: the uh, the gas price psyop as well. That's yeah. interesting. And you were we were talking about that this week that they've got us trained. We're like trained monkeys, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it's now that we, it's in Montreal of late, it's been up into the 170s. And so as soon as it gets below 170, we think we're getting a deal. Ooh, look at that, 168. Better go fill up. Well, you know, whereas two months ago I would have gone, 168. Are you yeah, out of your fucking mind? Yeah,
0: yeah. Jess, Jess said that in, in uh, British Columbia last year it got up over two bucks. At one point, I think it was about 215, 216 a liter. And uh, so much so that, Gas stations started putting signs up on the pump saying if you're going to buy more than $250 in gas, you have to come inside. The pump won't take it. So guys that are driving F-150s or F-350s, when they fill up their trucks, they're paying like well over $200 yeah. in gas. And she said the same thing. They are trained us. So that when it came, bubble, you know, when it fell to a dollar ninety four, we we're like, "Oh wow, look at that! Gas is under two dollars." Lucky us. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't mind so much if my income was increasing exponentially, but it's not, and most people's
0: no doesn't. Cor- corporations seem to uh, shy away from uh, addressing that. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cost of living increases are. Uh, I think that that's a thing of the past, if it was ever a thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, are you, what are you laughing are at? You couldn't fall asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that obvious. Thing. I'm looking over at Ted, and the lips are getting closer, and the speech is getting more legible. And it reminds me of when we used to do morning shows. Yeah. Because there were, you know, around eight forty yeah. or eight forty-five, <laughs> you would get that glazed look in your eye.
1: I've been up since two right. thirty. I couldn't sleep last night. I woke up in the middle of the night. Oh,
0: that's when, funny. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. <laughs> it was when, when, it was was pretty shitty when you did it to Pierre it yeah, was. poor Pierre. <laughs> yeah. What did you do again?
1: Well, I said uh, I said I feel like I'm gonna fall asleep. And I didn't mean it. In, <laughs> I didn't mean to insinuate that Pierre was boring me. I didn't get to the part where because yeah. I've been up since two thirty a.m. and Pierre got up and left. Yeah, like, <laughs> he okay. pretended he was going to yeah. get up. He's a good guy though. Yeah. he took it in. Thank you. He took it in good uh, in good humor. All right, now you talk for a while. I'm going to okay.
0: lean on my hand.
2: <laughs> I have a question. What do you guys think the solution is to all
0: this? Well, that's that's a really good question, Poseidon. i i I've I seen, don't know if there's a solution, no.
1: but you know how's it going to evolve? That's the question. Yeah. where does it end? I,
0: yeah. d- I don't know i I you know, I think to myself, um, I think a lot of what it is is uh, companies especially corporations, uh, you can't convince me they're not taking advantage of it. Yeah. you can't convince me that they're not trying to. You know, uh, increase their profits and their profit margin and profit share. You know, when Galen Weston went in front of that committee or whatever the hell it was uh, months ago, and he said, You know, on a $25 basket of groceries, we only make a dollar. And I thought, You fucking liar. I don't believe that for one second. First of all, what? basket of groceries from tor- for 25 dollars yeah, seriously please yeah you can't get That's any- two things yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and as you pointed out Ted fifty dollar bills are the new 20 dollars 50s now, are the new I- 20s yes. yeah
1: when I go to the bank machine now and it says do you want 50s or 20s I take 50s because yeah. I know 20 bucks isn't going to get me much anymore yeah
0: so I I don't know and I don't know where it leads because if you have a family and you can't afford to buy fruit and veg the family and, and growing kids because you know lettuce is I'm not exaggerating at one point a head of iceberg lettuce was seven dollars out near where we live God damn. you know iceberg lettuce is basically water and it you know and yeah okay transportation someone's got to pick the lettuce Blah, 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 blah. I understand <laughs> it I get it but you can't convince me that you you know i th- i thought i think there's a um there's a, a a feeling of let's see what we can get that's what i think is going yeah. on it's happening in the hotel industry it's happening in the travel industry it's happening in in the the resort industry i was talking to friends of mine who go to a particular resort every year and you know, they're lucky and yes, you know, they make a good living and not everybody can go to a resort and all of the other counter arguments you could say, but these people have been going to this resort for I think eight or nine years and the resort is getting old and the resort is getting tired and they were starting to question, do we, you know, how much longer are we going to go back if they don't start making some updates? Mm. And when they looked into booking another trip, the price had jumped from year to year over $3,000. Damn. Now, how do you justify that? How do you say to a regular customer, that's, that's now $3,000? Hotel rooms, my wife and I looked into a hotel room to stay downtown in Vancouver one night, and we clicked on something called a BC Residence Special. And she clicked on it, and the special was... You got a regular room that was four hundred and sixty square feet for eleven hundred dollars a night. Jesus, I, and and I and I think to myself, okay, there's supply and demand. Maybe there's something going on that weekend, but do you, do you do you really have to gouge people that badly? Well,
2: because what happens is, because of inflation, everyone naturally increases prices. This is a natural thing. Sure, because if people don't stop buying. Businesses will realize, oh, people are buying at the inflated price. They will can keep inflating their price to see when people stop. It's up to people to stop buying. That's the things.
0: thing. Like we, we will not uh. buy a hotel room at that price. I, you know, I, I yeah. mean, you, you've got to. There's got to be something really special going on yeah. uh, that you would spend a thousand dollars a night or eleven $1, hundred dollars a night on a on just a regular hotel room.
1: There's some things we have to buy, though, you know. We have to buy food. I've got to buy gas. I have no choice. Absolutely. I yeah. need to buy it to get around. And I know people are going to go, yes, you do have a choice. You can take the bus or the, the metro. No, or you can't. You can get a bicycle. No, you can't. i got to go to work at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, you can't take the bus. And I'm a 25-minute drive away from... Uh... Part of the problem, too, is that I think historically uh, the economy has been cyclical. But wealth is becoming more and more concentrated. Yes. And I think that's breaking <clears throat> the cycle and it's creating two classes, uh, a small class of uh, extremely well-off people and a much larger class of uh, not well-off people. Like the middle class right. is disappearing, is you know, what I'm we, saying. We
0: were talking about this. The building we sit in, the building this studio is located in, is on a street in Montreal called Chabanel. And Chabanel used to be the heartbeat of the shmata business in Canada. And for... For many years, I think was a huge part of it was in North America. Some of it is still here. Some of the manufacturing is still here. But these used to be buildings, floor after floor after floor of clothing company and sewing machines and manufacturers. And all of the people that were involved in those businesses were not only able to raise a family, but they were able to go out to Laval mm. or to Park Ex or to Dollard and buy a home for sixteen dollars or $17,000 and get a mortgage. I know, it's ancient history. I understand that. But to your point, that's all gone. Yep. This building has been renovated to accommodate different businesses. There's no more manufacturing or very little manufacturing on Chabanel. All of it comes from offshore. And a lot of the people who have jobs uh, in that industry have to have two or three jobs. And I get it. I uh, you can't run a restaurant and pay everybody thirty dollars an hour. Yeah. It isn't economically viable. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what's gonna happen. And I don't like the idea of what could happen when the middle class completely disappears and there's only people making, you know, minimum wage and other people. You know, making five hundred thousand dollars a year.
1: Well, that's when you're in banana republic country, I think, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I, 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 suppose. You know, we as Canadians, we've always been very, very lucky not to have to deal with that. Yeah. Or think about that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're still going to be around when it gets to no. that. No. Um, but you know, I have kids, and I want them to. I want yeah. them to lead comfortable and prosperous lives. I don't want them to have to.
0: Also, your you, your son needs to take care of you. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) He's got to have a house with a basement suite for dad. Yeah.
1: And a lap pool. (laughs) Outdoor and indoor, preferably. Here's the answer. Why don't you invent something?
0: There you go. And
1: make a fortune. (laughs) Okay. And here's who can help you do that. Voswin, one of the sponsors and supporters of this program, an engineering firm that does engineering consulting. If you have an invention idea... And I think the the simplest ideas are the best ones. eh? Don't try to think of anything too complicated. Try to come up with something simple. Or maybe you have an existing business and uh, you want to expand and you have an idea that requires uh, an engineering component. You're not sure how to handle it. Call Voswin. They do product development, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, industrial engineering and design, and software development, they also do CTO, or Chief Technological Officer-style service. They'll take you through the whole process. As Terry says, they will take the idea from your head and put it into your hands. They call themselves weirdos for <laughs> other weirdos, and I like that about them. Uh, they don't take themselves too serious seriously, but they take what they do seriously very seriously and they're very good at it and they've gotten inquiries off this podcast we have some would-be inventors
0: quite proud of that listening to us here
1: yeah we got a whole bunch of uh who was buddy who invented everything thomas edison thomas edison yeah yeah got a bunch of edisons out there listening to the podcast you want to be the next one voswin v-o-z w-i-n.com
0: he's been crowing about us on linkedin too he has been yeah he's been paying
1: us some uh uh, some uh, high praise, yes. and we appreciate that, yeah. Sean. Thank you very much. Coming from a guy like that, yes, that is high praise.
0: Yeah, when that's we, a smart guy. We first when we first met him, I said, "Are you sure you know what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure we can help you?" Um, We're very, very pleased to have the support of these uh, sponsors. And as I've mentioned on a couple of podcasts, uh, listen, we're not in this for the money. We don't. We don't do it for the money. I do it for the joy of it. I. I. I don't have an opportunity to do it anymore. All the platforms have, you know, turned away from experienced broadcasters in this country. So experienced broadcasters have turned to podcasting. I don't know if you noticed, yep. uh, but a lot of people who were very good at bo- broadcasting are now podcasting and because of travel and whatnot, we, we need the support of our sponsors and we're thrilled that they believe in us. And these are sponsors that we by and large met long time ago, like the Mercents. Uh, there was a, an instance where I had just come back uh, to Montreal after being raised here and, and growing up here. I was in Manitoba for six years. I came back to the city. I didn't know the city. I had an old beater of a car. I wasn't making a lot of money. And I took it to a mechanic when I had problems with it, and I got ripped off, like really ripped off. And it really drove me nuts. And I was talking to about it with friends, and one of the people said, why didn't you talk to me? You should bring that to the Mersons. And I said, who are the Mersons? And at the time it was Mark and Bonnie Merson, and the shop was at the corner of St. Jacques and Cavendish where it still is. And over the years uh, they have grown the business. Um, there's a few more employees. The garage is quite big um, behind the shop. There's all kinds of room to park cars that they're working on. They take care of everything. If you need a tune up, if you need brakes, um, if you don't know what's wrong with your car and you want them to look at it. I've been in the waiting room before where they've <clears throat> put a car up on a hoist and changed a washer or a screw or replaced a hose and said to the customer, It's okay, don't worry about it. You come back and see us when you're ready for another tune up. That's the kind of people they are. They're honest as day is long, They're, they take a great deal of pride in their work. And um, they sell tires, but they, they look after your car, keep it running for years. Generations of Montrealers have been going. Uh, often you'll see fathers and sons in the waiting room in winter tire time. That's something that I like. I think that says a lot about who the Mersons are.
1: I talked about uh, 50s being the new 20. There's something else that's going to be uh, a thing of the past soon. Cash. Yes. Are we moving to a cashless, and yes. entirely cashless society? Because I recently went to a pub and ordered some um, nachos to go, and I pulled out a $50 bill to pay, and the girl looked at me in total confusion.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, magic beans. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then she turned and she went to another girl, and the other girl went and got change, and they kept the change in a sandwich baggie. <laughs> Like they don't even have a cash register or a till anymore because nobody uses cash anymore right. except me. So she gave me my change out of a sandwich baggie. I,
0: I never leave the house without cash. I don't know if that's, a, that's an ingrained thing, but I, I do not like to be out without cash on me. And now there are businesses, like when we go down to, uh, if you're familiar with Gra- uh, Vancouver, you know what Granville Island is. Um, Granville Island is like, um, at water market, lots of little shops and, and, uh, only this one's right on the Pacific ocean. And most of the merchants in there will not take cash. You know, I went in one day to try one of these donuts. Everybody had been telling me about, and I had a half hour wait and I thought, I'm going to go over and try one of those donuts. And I pulled out a $5 bill and they oh no, credit or debit only, sir. And then, of course, there's the Apple Pay machine comes out. And before you pay for your donut, there's the question of, would you like to offer a 30% tip for that? No, I would not. No, I would not either. Yeah, that's absurd. What do, I, you, what do you do with that, look, besides? You're of a younger generation. Yeah. Do you, do you, look, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm a little bit old school, though. Okay. I grew up a little old school. I like to do hang you have out cash with older people. I always have cash on me as yeah, well. Okay. And if I don't have, I go and I pull out and make sure I always have cash on me. It's an innate habit. Because uh, you feel stuck without cash.
0: I, I do, too. I just yeah. don't like to be out of the house without cash on me. But to Ted's point, not only is it not accepted in some yeah. places now, there's a lot of confusion when you present cash. These
1: poor girls had no idea what no. was going on.
0: No, and I, Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also uh, the the uh, the skill of making change is gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Kidding? I tried
2: uh, a few weeks ago. I tried to make change on on this very street, and uh, people looked at me like I was the devil. <laughs> it was just uh, what? No, I don't have.
0: What do you do about the
2: What do you do about the tipping thing? Uh, look, tipping—it's uh, gotten a little absurd over time. I read an article that down in the states there are some uh, grocery stores and even stadiums. When you order at like a machine or yeah. like when you do the self checkout, they'll ask for a tip. Right. But it's a self-checkout. Who is the tip? Anyways, stuff like that. Uh, look, a tip at a self-checkout?
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah is yeah, there yeah.
2: an option on it that says fuck off? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I read it fast, fast. I, don't I, I, saw, exactly. I saw the article. The idea yeah, yeah, yeah. was um, thanks for packing your own bags. And, and don't get me started on bags again. Um, uh, but you could offer a tip for the staff. You know, the staff who are working behind the scenes, working very hard.
2: But then shouldn't they tip you? If you did their job, shouldn't you get? The, shouldn't you? Here's a five percent discount for uh, yeah, packing, for your, own packing your own bags. Well,
0: yeah, I, I saw I saw a great cartoon of a guy sitting in a lunchroom um, with his two bags on the lunchroom table in a store, and yeah. one person is saying to the guy with the lunch, "You don't work here. You're not supposed to be here." And he said, "Well, I pack my own bags. I kind of do work here, so yeah. I can have lunch in the lunchroom." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's clever. Yeah. Um,
2: what was I gonna say? The tipping if for the donut thing—it's—I uh, find that completely
0: preposterous as well. well. I, I did too. I, I yeah. I I'm, it, Ted will attest to this. I I'm a, I'm a, I've been taking a lot of pride in being a good tipper most of my life. Yeah. Um, and especially when I when I had the money to do it, I I was often over tipped. My wife yeah. will tell you that. And I I I will not tip you if you hand me a donut. I don't think that's yeah, I don't no. think that's a tipple Tipable service. service. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, Pass I, me a donut. Thank you. Uh
2: if you make me food now and then you go through the process and you give me good service, then yeah, I'll tip like a like a two dollar dollar. That's fine, no matter what the bill is. Uh it's not that bad. But uh or waiters or my barber, I tip my barber. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. Stuff like that. Yeah. But like, if you're just handing me things that are already made, yeah. And you're, or you're just pouring a cup of coffee. I'm but sorry. if you, if
0: you're, you know, this morning Ted and I had breakfast. If you're a waitress that works in a diner like we were at this morning, you're on your feet all day for yeah. ten, eleven hours. And you gave, and, and they're working hard, and they really working hard, and they were kind, and they were quick, and they yeah. were nice.
1: Terry gave her a good tip, and we got out of there. We both had bacon and eggs. Yeah. And we get out of there. It was twenty bucks in change, yeah. and Terry gave her thirty and said, "Keep the change." Yeah,
0: and she was quite pleased. Yeah, but
2: that's also a little bit different because waiters are actually also uh, under minimum wage. Yes. So the because the government expects them to make up the rest of their wage through tips. So if you don't tip somebody in that service industry, a waiter or waitress, they actually have to pay out of pocket. Yes. So, uh yeah, there's a difference there. But for the donut, no, it's preposterous. I agree with you, Terry. Yeah.
1: And as much as cash is no longer king and increasingly irrelevant, you'd better have a debit card and or a credit card when you leave the house. Yes. I don't think you can function without one now. Nope. As an example, I was on Highway 30 not too long ago and they don't take cash at the tolls anymore. They don't. No cash at oh, the I tolls. Know if that. You don't have if you don't have a debit card or a credit card, wow. you're not getting through the toll. You gotta turn around and go back. I don't think I'm wrong there. Nope. I didn't see any options for cash because they've done away with the people in yeah. the booths, yes, right? right? It's all automated now. And the baskets where I used to throw my coins yeah. in, they're gone. Yeah. Because coins, what are you going to get
0: for coins <laughs> these yeah. days? <laughs> yeah. I I, I kind of miss, well, I don't miss tolls, but I remember that, you know, I'm old enough to remember when those were, you, the, you had to pitch the quarter in the yeah. basket on yeah. the Champlain Bridge. Or the Laurentian auto route.
1: And is that how much it was? A quarter. Yeah, at
0: the time it was a quarter, and yeah. then there was the big outrage when it went up to fifty cents, and then the government's got you know got the idea that the way to win votes is to ban toll booths and uh, and increase taxes. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: what my um, my sort of I don't know if it's measuring stick is the right word, but when I think of, of like back in my day, yes, here's what things cost back in my day. I can remember as a ten year old kid, so this would have been around 1969. Back in the hippie days. Yes, sir. Getting a chocolate bar and a bottle of pop for 25 cents. Yes. The chocolate bar was a dime and the bottle of pop was 15 cents. And you tell that to uh, a young person today and they go, jeepers, mister. Were you in the war?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think every generation, I listen to my parents tell those stories. You know, that's, I think, and you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're 20 and you're going, "Oh Christ." Yeah. I'm telling you, you will tell the same kinds of stories when it comes when your turn comes yeah. because you will lament the disappearance of things. You're
1: going to find this hard to believe, but we used to buy Caesar salad for $44. <laughs> <laughs> you're full of shit, grandpa.
0: There's no way. There's no way you got it for less than a grand. <laughs> this is another thing that I've noticed is shrinkage, and I think that's what they call it in the stores. Yes, yeah. You know, you. I see it. I don't know it. I'm not weighing it. I'm not Googling it, but I see it. I see what you're doing. A tin of Campbell's soup is now like the size of a fucking thimble. <laughs> and I think to myself, how am I supposed to dip
1: my sandwich yeah. in
0: that? <laughs> like, and, the, the, the you know, the price of a tin of soup keeps going up, and I think to myself, and the
1: can of soup keeps getting smaller, smaller. Yeah.
0: How 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 much tinier can you make that can before people go, Hey, alright, yeah, see, I see, love with that. I don't know. Yeah. What and do we know, Ted?
1: I'm not not much apparently. No. And also, not how how much money do you have to make? How big does your profit margin have Well, and this is the thing. Eat? I'm
0: not a communist, and I'm a capitalist. Yes, as I get am I. It. Yeah, I worked hard to do what I did and earn money and save money, and I I get how the system works, and I you know I I'm I'm I don't want to like lead the revolution, but when I you know when I look at corporations who make a billion three every three months, a, over a billion dollars a quarter, and that corporation is cutting staff and doubling up the work for the people that they have. I think to myself. So that they can make a billion five next quarter. How much fucking money do you need? Like when, when does it stop? I get it. If you own shares in that company, you're going, I'm going to get my dividends. But at some point doesn't, isn't there a straw that breaks the camel's back?
1: I don't, well, they don't, I, I, don't, I don't think don't they know. think that way. They just think in turn, like, I think there's a very dispassionate, Yeah. you know, almost a sociopathic mentality that yeah. goes into the way that they think at these corporations. Yeah. There's not a shred of, of humanity or empathy for the working
0: man. My wife worked for one of the largest companies in the country. And she took leave off to take care of me. And I went into the hospital and had that operation and then had complications and was on life support and was in the hospital for 31 days. And she was off for a couple of months to aid me in my recovery. And not once, not one person, not one manager, not one colleague bothered to check in no one said to her how are you doing how is your husband not one person and she had a couple of close friends in her department who checked in on her but the people she worked for the work that she was doing for these people that were running this place never bothered with her that says something about the way these corporations are yeah, run. And the, and I think. I think it all
1: comes from the top, too.
0: Goddamn right it yeah. does.
1: If that's the way they think at the top, then that's going to permeate through management all Poisonous, the way down.
0: Poisonous, toxic, awful place. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a good segue to talk about our friends at Nino the, and Renato D Cubelis Okay. At Jaguar Land Rover Laval, the irony is after Terry and I spend. Uh, an hour or so here, belly aching about uh, the fabulously
0: wealthy. We're going to drive away in a Jaguar. <laughs> and I said, "Poison is toxic place. This is not that. Anything but. Anything but."
1: And we have uh, a courtesy car from our sponsors and friends at Jaguar Land Rover Laval, uh, because every time Terry flies in, they give me a courtesy vehicle to ferry him to and fro, and they've given us an XF sedan, a beautiful, beautiful vehicle. Jaguars and Land Rovers, if you know anything about cars, you know they're high-end luxury brands, British brands. The Jaguar F-Type, XF, F-Pace, I-Pace, and E-Pace SUVs, Land Rover Defender, Discovery, Range Rover, quality products that speak for themselves. But the guys who run Jaguar, Land Rover, Laval are the antithesis of what we just described. Yes. When we talked about the, the heartless corporate types Nino and Renato are anything but. They're such decent, down-to-earth people.
0: You know when you 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 meet somebody, you're introduced to somebody at a party, and you get an immediate, warm vibe from them, and you think their smile is really engaging, and you think to yourself, this is a really kind person? That's That happened to me again With Nino? when we were there on yeah. Sunday. We were standing next to Nino, and I thought, I'm in the company of a good, decent, kind human being. And that's, that permeates that place, and you'll see that even if you go there just to look. Even if you go there not intending to buy a car, you'll be welcomed. Yeah. There on uh, Boulevard La Carrefour 4 at the
1: corner of Chamity, they've got a certified pre-owned dealership on Boulevard Chamity in Laval, and right next door to that is their McLaren dealership. You want to talk about some high-end cars. And again, you're more than welcome to go in and just have a look. Yep. Just have a look. And as you pointed out, when we were up there for the open house the other day, they didn't have those cars roped off. Nope. They weren't shooing people away from those cars, nope. telling them, be careful, don't touch that, get away. Everybody was welcome. Good people. I mean, you can buy a lot of different high-end luxury cars, uh, but it's the customer experience uh, that makes the difference at Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Before you buy a new car, if you're in the market for something uh, at that level, make sure you check out JaguarLaval.com or LandroverLaval.com.
0: And a moment for my friends at Matelas Bonheur, another family-run business. You know that that's a common thread. Listen, I know you can buy a mattress in a lot of places. There are department stores that sell them, there are other places that sell them. But do me a favor, do yourself a favor. And before you buy a mattress, make sure one of your stops is Matelabonar. There are locations all over the place in and around the Montreal area, on and off the island, and you'll see what I'm saying when you get there. When you get to the store, you'll be welcomed with a smile and that warmth that we were talking about, and uh, you'll be questioned by one of their extremely well-trained employees, everybody who ends up working in a MATLAB on our store, has to reflect the values of the family that own that company. It's Quebec owned, it's Quebec run, it's family run. They deal with Canadian suppliers. And the only thing in these beautifully designed stores are things that pertain to a good night's sleep. So you can get a futon there. You can get a fancy mattress that goes up and down. You can get just a simple mattress for the guest room. You know, if you're changing a room because your kids have gone to college, um, they'll they'll help you with uh, new pillows, new linens. Um, or if you want to change the mattress because you've been lying on a lumpy sack of shit for <laughs> ten years, they will uh, they'll change that for you. And they'll make sure that your mattress um, is something that's going to enhance and make for a good night's sleep. Don't
1: sleep on a lumpy sack of shit. Visit (laughs) Met Yeah,
0: I don't write their advertising company (laughs) and coffee, and I I don't know if they would approve of me saying that. Um, But it's a wonderful place. I've been friends with them for years, and you'll see what I mean when you walk into any one of their locations. Go to metlabunner.ca. Well, the mattress commercial has put me right yeah. over the edge. <laughs> I got to get out of here. You gotta. Yeah, let's get out
1: onto the mat so I can fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe we'll have another grandpa event today. Probably we'll have with more than one. Yeah. I'm going to change lanes. <laughs> oh, <my God.
1: laughs> the Sidon would have laughed at that. Crazy oh, my God. That. That was
0: funny. Yeah. Um, I guess that wraps up another episode of the, because uh, we're losing pops over there. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm
1: done. I am done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks so much. As I, I said many, many times in this season of the podcast, we so appreciate you listening to the podcast. Pantelis gave us a little breakdown of people who downloaded on Apple and Spotify and people that watch on YouTube. And, uh, and we got everything like age breakdown and stuff. And it's really a, a wonderful array of diverse Montrealers, ex-Montrealers, Quebecers. And our moms. <laughs> and, our, and our moms and our families. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And our thanks to Poseidon, who got to play on this one, because the first couple of days of recording, we had a lot of guests. You didn't get to play very much. Of
2: course, but it's fine. It's all about the guests. When, I gotcha. when, we, when we got guests, it's all about the guests.
0: There you go. Sleepy time. Sleepy time. Night, night, 10. <laughs>
1: night, night, now.
0: Standing by, the Terry and Ted podcast has been brought to you by the UPS Store Canada, delivering more for small businesses in Canada. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more.